Hi everyone and welcome to the Don't Wait Up podcast. If you're new here, we're going to start in our usual way with a breathing exercise, but if you'd like to jump straight into the interview then you can skip ahead to 5 minutes 30. If you're sticking around, we hope you enjoy the following meditation brought to you by our very own Karen. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to this Don't Wait Up meditation. I invite you to get comfortable wherever you may be. Close your eyes and take a minute to connect to your breath. We're going to do a cycle of breaths, breathing in for four, out for four. And on the final round, we're going to hold our breath for 15 seconds. If we just follow my flow, breathing in, and release. Breathing in. And release. On this third round, going to hold our breath at the end of release, breathing in. And release. And hold your breath. Taking a breath in, I invite you to place one hand on your heart, one hand on your torso, just connecting to yourself, having a moment to check in with your body. On each inhale, I'd like to invite you to breathe in a colour can be any colour you like that you're drawn to. Mine is currently gold. Breathing in, sending that colour around your skull. And releasing any negativity on your out breath. On the next inhale, sending that breath down your spine. And release. Sending that breath around your shoulder blades and down your arms. Allowing the light to vibrate within you. Sending that breath around the hips. Down your legs to your feet. 
sending that light down your arms and out through your fingers. Feeling good, releasing any thoughts that come your way. Just staying connected to your breath and to the present moment right now. You're feeling relaxed and energized. Positive and powerful. Sending love and energy and gratitude to our body, our mind. Taking one last deep inhale. And release. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes and come back into the room. Welcome to Don't Wake Up Podcast. We have arrived in season two. A shout out to all the listeners who have joined us on the journey so far. My name is Karen. I am really excited to introduce my guest today, a fellow actress and wonderful being, Elham Mayu. I met Elham when working in retail a few years back and we bumped into each other at an audition years later and kept in touch since, thanks to Instagram. How you no. doing? I'm good, thank you for having me, yeah. Of course. Um, what have you been up to today? Um, today I went running, uh, then I did um, some exercise on Insta, then, then I did my own exercise, and then I just cleaned. Good. And now I'm... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I wanted to start off with a quick fire round of questions, um, which we okay. didn't do. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah okay so would you choose film stage or tv at uh, film awesome why film um i've always just had a passion for film i guess um and i got to do a little bit of it and i just really enjoyed the whole process of it last film you cried to um last film i cried to oh god Oh, when did I cry? I can't remember because I'm watching a lot of comedies at the moment, actually. Just because I feel, you know, with what's going on around the world, I think that's, I, I just needed to watch stuff like a bit more uplifting. Yeah. Literally, I can't remember all that. You've got me thinking now. I don't know. It's all good. <laughs> that thought. Um, best song that gets you pumped? A song? Yeah. Uh, that gets me pumped. Um, House Every Weekend, Jason Stated. Best song that you like to chill to? Okay, so I love Ben Howard, Keep Your Head Up. Yeah. yeah. Love that as well. Awesome. Yeah. Would you choose cheese and wine or beer and crisps? Uh, cheese and wine. Yeah, cheese and wine, definitely. If it was the other way around, then I would have chose crisps and wine, but 
Aww. it's not like that yeah gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last book you read the last book um what was the last book i read something david it's about it's um He's a he's fitness instructor and uh, he used to be in the army. What is that? David Goggins, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. So you're quite into your fitness then? Well, but it's not all about fitness. It's about like how he changed his life. You know, one of them inspiring books about you know he started with nothing, racism, and all that. So and it motivates you. You know, it was um that most of us use like only I think it was like thirty percent of our brain give up when we think it's hard, but it's all about that sort of stuff. But yeah, I guess it is it does relate to fitness, yeah. <laughs> if you had if you had to watch one film or TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, I do really, really love Money Heist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hooked. <laughs> Me too, I love it. Have you not finished it? No, I'm doing it slowly but surely because I feel sometimes I just binge things and I'm like, I've got nothing to watch now. So I'm um, one place you would love to work in. And that's an open-ended question to however you want to perceive it. Um, well, to be honest with you, I'd love to own my own jazz bar one day and run that. So that's the dream. What's that? Sorry, jazz bar. Yeah. I love that. Has jazz always been something a part of your life and where did that um no so my boyfriend's a jazz musician okay and i'll say that and I, so i've always wanted to like run be like you know the live and party of something so we kind of came together but you know um i think if i were to do anything like that i think that's the most kind of thing that i can relate to the most you know, like a sophisticated jazz bar, chilling. Do you know what I mean? I love that, yeah. I think at one point in my life I wanted to do burlesque, but that's just like moving out, so. <laughs> you can still do it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and if you could describe yourself in three words. Um, I sound quite bobbly. Uh, three words. Um quite active and straight-minded as in the sense if I really want something then I won't give up till I have that thing yeah you definitely need that in this industry right <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely oh gosh awesome can you give me an example of one thing that you've really wanted so I really wanted to go to drama school <clears throat> And um, obviously, at the, t like at the time, I couldn't even speak proper English because obviously I'm from Yemen. So um, I had to obviously perfect my English. Uh, you know, I did the whole college and everything. And then getting into drama school wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. So obviously, I didn't get in. And then I just kept trying till I got in. So that's an example. So, yeah. Well, incredible. It must have been such a process for it. So I didn't even really do drama school apart from identity um, and then acting workshops. But that kind of leads us into um, your journey into acting. So what made you want to go into acting? So again, it relates me from coming from Yemen and not really in TV. Well, I grew up in a village, so there was like no such thing as TV or anything. 
and um, I obviously did it in high school and then when I found out you could actually do that for fun you know for like a, a career I was like oh amazing <laughs> not knowing how hard it was gonna be it's totally worth it right <laughs> exactly so then I, just, I just carried on from that it was either that or being a chef to be honest so uh, yeah so I did it in high school you know because I was still actually deciding between the two and my drums teacher kind of pushed me to go forward with it then it just carried on from there into college into a foundation year and then uh, applying for drama school a few times <laughs> awesome so you grew up in Yemen when did you come over to UK? Um, I came when I was at 10. I'm 25 now. Um, so it's quite a long time ago now, yeah. Gosh, that must have been something. Different worlds, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, so different. Wow. Um, and then what has your journey been like so far within acting? Yeah, so since graduating, it hasn't been easy at all, to be honest. Um, I think I would say I've done, um, I was in the visit, but I was just um, in the boat. <laughs> but it was still really good to be at the National. But mainly, I, ha I have done a few, like, uh, plays more than anything. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's been a full-time thing. I was, I've still had to have to pay the bills. Um, at the moment it feels like it's a hobby rather than a career because it's just it's definitely not you know I'm not really earning to live of it but I'm I'm still not ready to give up yet does that, does that make sense I feel like yeah it was that first to get just turned down a lot but I feel like I've, I'm I'm okay with that now and I feel like I've found a way of um, accepting rejection not to it's it's not me you know what I think at first I used to like oh what's wrong with me I mean don't get me wrong I still have them these days but not as much as the beginning because coming out of drama school nothing can really prepare you I feel like for how much rejection you're gonna get yeah um, yeah it has been really difficult um I feel like some of the jobs I've got I've not like prepared as much for them and some jobs that I've like literally worked my ass off for just don't hear anything. <laughs> it's always the way. It's always where you're like, you, of course you care, but you're just going in with like, I'm just gonna do whatever happens and then walk away. And then it's because you're more relaxed within yourself, right? That you generally, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it, yeah, you're right. It, it definitely does come to um, a stage where that's how you start thinking. And I feel like that's probably the best one. I feel like maybe you actually do well from my experience. You, I do a better job because I'm just like, you know what, like, whatever, like, I'm here, like, and that's it. I'm, I can only do what I can do. And I feel like, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves as actors and it really does, like, affect the mental health, you know. There's a lot of anxiety and doubting and so much negative things that come with it so I feel like it would be the best way to just start thinking now well I'm trying to teach myself it's not an easy thing it's like a constant thing I have to remind myself that you know you can only do what you can do like and and that is it and you can't even predict what's going to happen in that room do you know what I mean no matter how much you practice 
<laughs> what comes out of that room is definitely what I what I didn't practice in my room. Sorry, <laughs> <in> my room. <laughs> Um, can we take it back a bit to drama school? What was that experience like for you? Uh, so drama school was really cool for me. Um, I was really eager to be there. And, you know, you come to drama school, I came with a lot of confidence. I knew myself, knew what I wanted. And, uh, yeah, then that all kind of went downhill. <laughs> uh, you see, I feel like when I wanted to be an actor, I feel like I just got so it just excited me so much that I really didn't think about how much work you have to do and how much skills and talents and all that you have to have I thought just me was enough mm -hmm. and that really wasn't the case especially in drama school because um accents I never even thought about it I just thought you know I can act with just my own voice whatever but obviously that was a shock you know because <laughs> I'd say drama school is well, there was a lot of you know people from different classes and all that, and I feel like some people and me coming back from Yemen, my background, I feel like they were more basically aware and had a lot more knowledge mm -hmm. of that kind of life. And um, so for me, doing all the accents was a bit of a shock, and I think that was the most thing that teared me down in uh, drum school. And I had a really horrible teacher, yeah. and she, she, yeah, she used to just basically scare me so much because um. She, like as if basically she made me cry once because I just couldn't do the RP because well I just really struggled with it and uh, she was just if you mention her name to any of people in my year you'd know but she was just really really a horrible woman um didn't try to help she just like kind of well just basically kind of call you stupid <laughs> in the, the easiest sense you know like like kind of thing, what like what you're doing here kind of thing. Um, so I really struggled with the accent and with that, it kind of took away a lot of my confidence. I used to like dread the RP lessons, especially RP the most. But, um, and accents in general, I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess you either have the ear for them or you don't. Oh, you know what, confidence as well. I feel like maybe if she, because I'd say I can kind of do RP now, but RP is a funny one. I just, I feel like when I, I know, I know this silly, I feel like when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm not being tr like myself, but in the sense of like, I'm not being true to myself. That's not what I want to act in. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. But I mean, I, that could easily be seen as an excuse, but it's just not what I want to do. And I'm, and I'm vocal about that. So, but that did take a lot a lot of my confidence in uh drama school because you have you had to do a lot of accents like all play you had to do an accent because so i went from just talking with my own voice to doing all accents you could think of and um that was the main struggle for me in drama school um and then showcase was a funny one too i feel like there wasn't enough done to really showcase me in my you know best potential i feel like uh there wasn't there wasn't enough scenes for people like my background for example because i i wanted to play something like that's like close to me you know like something like Western or an arabic person you, do you know what i mean just something like to show that, that kind of culture asian culture mm -hmm. but again i just had to i just i feel like the teachers didn't really help as much to do that um 
I feel like showcases a funny time. I get it; it's stressful for everyone. But I feel like more could have be, could have been done for BAME actors. I feel like we were kind of, and I know it's not just me who feels that. All my most of my fellow BAME actors in that year, who I'm still friends with, we feel like that. We feel like we just kind of we're pushed to the side, and you know, this is what you this is what you're doing, and that's it. Um, it's crazy. So, what? <laughs> Hopefully things are changing and moving forwards, but I still feel like there is a long way to go. And I think it's indicating more that our experiences are valid as well. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, people pay so much for drama school. Like I was lucky to pay a scholarship because if I didn't get a scholarship for that, that would kill me. The fact that, mm. well, in fact, that was definitely what it, you know 13k a year I, I didn't really get that much if you think about it yeah so yeah so some um, I just thank god that you know I've got scholarship because if I didn't I would be even more depressed with the journey I had mm-hmm. but I feel like so much could be done for people like because there was enough actors in third year we got uh we got some writers to come in and write some plays for us Again, it didn't cater to BAME actors, but I feel like there was enough of us, it, there was enough BAME people in the year got a BAME and right for them getting more potential rather than playing, you know, some white girl character that's nothing to do to who I am and really not related, just fitting in kind of. I feel like there's a lot of that in drama school, a lot of just going along with it, fitting in, you don't want to piss the teachers off because you don't want it to affect your grades. Um, yeah. but there's so much not done for there was nothing for us to, when I think about it like literally nothing I never never once played a brown person I was always playing some white yeah never so I can't just, yeah. yeah there wasn't I feel like especially when they had the they've obviously got the money to bring writers in I feel like they could have easily just done that for us but they just don't think like that, do they? I no. guess. So they will now. They have to. Oh, I, I was just about to say that to you. They're <laughs> going to absolutely... You know, there's been a massive thing with my drama school as well. So they're going to absolutely have to. And you know what? It's about time. It actually makes me sick that it's taken this long. How long has this been going on? It's so long. Um, um, it just makes me mad when I think about it this should this should have been done a long long time ago yeah and again it was who started the subject you know it was BAME people BAME actors BAME nobody came to speak for us we had to yeah Mm. I really hope the future is brighter for our fellow BAME actors because at the end of the day we pay to be there just as much as anyone else and we deserve the same treatment as everyone else there was a girl in my year my friend I'm sh- I'm sure she wouldn't mind saying this but um she was really angry because they kept giving a basically <laughs> the BAME actors weren't given as many main roles when I say as many like not that many to be honest yeah um so there was a lot of you know of our fellow white people getting a lot of main roles so she went to vocalize it to the head teacher and she got threatened that um, she said, just be happy, basically, uh, with what you have. Otherwise, this could this will affect your grades. So 
they threatened her to speak her truth with, with the grades. And of course, you're going to stop speaking, you might, because you don't want it. You've worked three years for your grades to be, you know, changed by heart, affected. Yeah. But again, it's just, it's sad. I feel like the main thing for us, I wish I... I wish I felt confident to speak my mind then to really say how I felt. But again, it's like if you do that, threaten you with grades, that's really bad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Things have got There's, to change. Things have got to change, absolutely, yeah. Um, you mentioned about working at the National. Congratulations on that, by the way. That's incredible. Um, what was that experience like? Oh, thank you. Well, to be honest with you, um, I wasn't, I wasn't really a big part in it. I was just the main. I don't know if you've read the play The Visit before, but basically, it's about a very, very wealthy woman who comes back to a town for revenge, and she comes back with like forty maids. We basically like her, like if she moves, we there kind of like that kind of role. So no, not non-speaking, but there. <laughs> um, but it was still really good to be a part of it. Um, the national is obviously a dream for most of most actors, not if not all, I'd say. Yeah. Even though I'm speaking part, it was a um, it was a really good experience because I've always worked with similar age people like me in the past, mm -hmm. and it's always been such a kind of like a small cast. This one was huge; it was a huge cast, yeah. different ages. Um, different nationalities and all that so for me it was really good because I got to work with some uh, amazing girls I'm still friends now with and we became really close because you know as you can imagine spending six days you know two shows a day with uh, people so but it was interesting again I was just learning a lot because this time obviously the spotlight wasn't really on you so you had to adapt you know how to just be there but it was really good I did really enjoy it um such a different experience it was really nice to get a taste of what life could be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it was really cool every day I was walking there I felt really blessed to be honest even like I said the role wasn't massive but to have the national like my CV even though it wasn't you know but I'm it was really good really really nice I still I still couldn't believe it. every time I had my pass, I'd just look at the photos, you, you know, stuff. It was, yeah. You have to be fully present in that, don't you? Because you just... Oh, God, yeah. You have to be really professional. Like, you know, it was it was pure profession. Like, none of... Like, it was just different, completely different standards to where I've worked before. You had to know when to speak and you had to know when not to speak. Um you know it was very professional is the best way i can say it um yeah it was good though good memories what have your what have been your biggest lessons so far that you might want to share with the listeners and viewers um i would say definitely not giving up because it's it's really hard it's not easy i'd say my massive the massive lesson for me was I thought it was going to be easy and it's the complete opposite of easy. Um, you have to really want to do it because you'd end up just giving up easily. Uh, and I feel like don't, don't, um, if you don't get jobs, which you're not going to get, there's loads of auditions you're just not going to get. Just let it go. Like do your audition and leave it there. Don't take it with you home. And just forget about it. Anything after that is a bonus. 
yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like just literally don't give up and you are enough. And obviously if you can do many, I do think having more skills, I do think is a plus for absolutely for sure. Like if I could do accents, I, I'd love to, but I mean, I'm still trying. I feel like, I feel like I can, I feel like I just had the wrong person give me a bad experience, but I, but I feel like you can do anything you set your mind to. And I feel like, especially if you're just about to go into drama school, you should really try and like work on some skills before you get there. So you're not sat too busy doubting yourself like should I be here should I not be here I feel like just come with the mindset absolutely yeah, I do belong here and yeah and I feel like um also speaking up for myself I, feel, I wish I had done that a lot more yeah um <clears throat> apart from that yeah I think just not giving up speaking up for yourself and don't let people take that confidence and away because that could easily be done <laughs> oh god yeah um, you mentioned skills what other skills do you think are useful for actors to have i think if at the moment i'm spending a lot of my time relearning my mother language because that for me i i love arabic and I feel like for me, that's a great, like, of course I should know Arabic. It's my first language. Why shouldn't I, why, why shouldn't I know it? And uh, again, after leaving drama school, I feel like, because that kind of totally made me think about who I am, my background, my culture. I was, I was too busy fitting in, trying to, you know, catch up kind of thing. Yeah. I feel, and coming, <laughs> coming out of drama school, I was actually getting a lot of uh, Arabic roles and, I don't I just don't know what happened but I kind of lost my language like I, I just it kind of my my mind just went blank it's weird I I don't know how it happened it's my first language but it just happened and I was sat there trying to learn the script and I just couldn't because I just didn't know how to actually what the words meant whatever what anything is the only thing I had was the perfect pronunciation because obviously it's my first language but completely forgot everything else so I feel like and I was getting so many opportunities of that. And I feel, God, if only I had actually, because I'd go there and I just wouldn't really know the lines. I wouldn't really know what I'm saying that much. And as we all know, they're just the start for actor. Learning the lines is the easy bit. And I was struggling to do that. I feel like I did miss out on opportunities because of that. I feel like there's not many, there's not many Arabic female actors. So I feel like, maybe I could have got some of them auditions had I not lost who I am, my culture and my mother language. So I feel like if anybody can speak, has their own language or has many languages, keep them because they're actually what the ones that are going to bring in the work. That's what I believe. I think at the end of the day, who you are mm -hmm. is what's going to actually make you different and stand out and give you the work. So yeah, I'm spending a lot of my time <clears throat> relearning my, um, mother language I'd say I'm 50% there um I feel like instead of focusing on what you can't do focus on what you can do and make them 100% like if you can sing great if you can dance great and I feel like try all these things because the only way you're going to find that if you can or not or not do them is if you try exactly but yeah I agree I do think yeah having so, as many skills as possible would definitely help I think yeah, I agree. Same.
I do have a lot of actor, actor friends who, you know, can do so many things, but are still struggling to get the jobs. It's not always the answer, but it probably does help in the long run. A hundred percent. Since COVID's hit, obviously our industry is going through um, a rough patch and it's affecting the theatre industry a bit more. What are your thoughts on where the industry will be in six to 12 months? Uh, six to 12 months from now, mm, I feel like there's going to be a lot less jobs for actors. I feel like it's not going to change just, you know, massively out of nowhere. I feel like um, this is the time for people to probably create their own work if they can, because it's going to be really challenging, I think. I don't think it's, I think it's going to be even harder because I feel like there's so many actors <laughs> compared to how many jobs there are I swear everybody I meet even in Selfridges is an actor everywhere I go so I think it's really really challenging for for us so I feel like if you can do your own work that would be a great thing to do and I feel like prepare yourself for the hard time because I do honestly think it's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. Do you have any projects lined up for yourself then in um, for myself, I, my, my main thing is honestly, I'm just every, uh, free time I get, I'm just spending it on my, just on my Arabic. I have an Arabic teacher and I'm just really, really trying to, I'm trying to get to fluent level. Uh -huh. I feel like that's my main focus. And once I can speak Arabic fully, I'm going to uh, film a show reel in Arabic. And then I think take, yeah, so that, that's the end. But I feel like. There's no point me filming a showreel if I'm not 100% fluent yet, just because I feel like, I, well, it was it really shocked me when I when I first did some Arabic auditions that they scarred me, so I don't want that to happen again. So yeah. I want to be really, yeah, I want to be like professional, you know, go there, know it, not not having to think about how this is pronounced or what is this. So I feel that's my main focus, to be honest. Gotcha. I think that's great. I think sometimes we can overwhelm ourselves with so many things that we could be doing and then it just kind of sometimes just focusing on one particular skill can be more beneficial long term. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you can perfect that, yeah, for sure. So I get that. Um what's my who would you love to work with? So I would love to work with Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, I just, I find him really inspiring, inspiring. Uh, my favorite movie of him is My Left Foot. And before seeing that, before knowing he, he was and seeing that film, I literally thought he was actually, you know, like that in, in person. Then having to do my research and finding out he actually portrayed that role just, just really amazed me. and just made me obsessed with him and I do love his the idea of method acting and I love I just think he's really really good I'd love to be in that level um got a long way to go but yeah he he just inspires me makes me want to be a better actor you know I think you're amazing I've seen you in the room it's fine <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you um, if there was one role that you could play, what role would it be? 
Yeah, so with the, I don't really have a specific role. I've never seen anyone go, yeah, I'd love to be that role. Maybe I have made can't think of it right now. I'm sure I have. I have, I have like a genre that I really, really love. And I, I'd love to play, I'd love to be in something like This Is England, for example. Yeah. You know, like kind of dark, approachy, you know, them kind of characters, um, you know, like no parents, hard life, that kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, like skins, misfits, that kind of stuff. Amazing. England for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aww, I'm really sad we've come to our final question. Oh, no, me too. We were just getting to the tip of the iceberg. We haven't got to like the, the depth yet. <laughs> Well, it's been lovely, though. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, so, final question for you. What does success mean to you? Um, well, success for me, I guess, well, I feel like the, main, the first thing is success is if I'm happy in my mental health, then that's kind of the beginning for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like not having stress, anxiety, and all that negative stuff. And then the main thing, I'd love to be just acting and living of acting, but not famous, not necessarily job after job, just, you know, paying the bills and just literally surviving of acting without another job. Because <laughs> at the moment, I have to hustle, you know? <laughs> I'm surviving to thriving, because, you know, we're, we're allowed to thrive as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i love that thank you so much for your time you've been amazing it's been oh, no, thank you for having me. loved it of course big shout out to elham for the little chat that we just had just wanted to say thank you for listening and joining us don't forget to click subscribe and share with your friends if you're enjoying the podcast um yeah Stay tuned for more. Take care. Bye.